What up, yo? It's Mark Shanup with the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show. Today is Tuesday, September 15th, episode number 118. And you can follow the show. We're on Twitter, at Fantasy Knockout. We're also on Instagram, at Fantasy underscore Knockout. I am excited for today's show. It's week two waiver wire. Who are we looking at this week? What's the flavor of the week for the quarterback and defense? League check. All right. How did you guys do this week? Did you pull out the win? Did you dominate your opponent? Or did you, like, squeak one out? So I'm technically recording this Monday night. The Giants and Steelers game is going on. And I have... Some players still to go in my money league and in my listener league. And the money league, I got a like a 22.78 point lead. And I'm going against a guy that has Derrick Henry left. So that should be enough to hold on and win and get the week one win for me in the money league. Then the listener league, I'm trailing by like 22 points. My opponent has all has played all their players. I still have three guys left. I got running back Philip Lindsay, tight end Noah Fant, and wide receiver AJ Brown. I should be able to pull this out and get two W's this week. I hope you guys did well. I know we did really well on the starts of the week. Jacobs hit, Aaron Jones hit, Matt Ryan to hit, Josh Allen hit. So I was excited about all those. Do you guys need rankings? You guys looking for rankings? Accurate rankings? Have a question for the show? Head on over to fantasyknockout.com. That's all on the website. The good, the bad, the ugly, ugly, ugly. All right, so the good for the week, players that had a phenomenal week. So let's start off with wide receiver Devontae Adams out of Green Bay. 14 receptions, 156 yards, two touchdowns for 34.6 points. Josh Jacobs, my guy, 93 yards, three touchdowns, four receptions for 46 yards, 33.9 points. Calvin Ridley, he went monster at the end of the game. He's in Atlanta, nine receptions, 130 yards, two touchdowns for 29.4 points. Adam Thielen started out slow, and then he got his. Six receptions, 110 yards, two touchdowns for 28 points. CMC did what he does, 96 yards, two touchdowns, three receptions for 38 yards for 26.9 points. And then Hopkins, wow, DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona, 14 receptions, 151 yards for 22.10 points. Kyler Murray and him, he was hyper-targeted. Now let's talk about the bad and the ugly. Guys that just hurt you did not live up to their expectations. Wide receiver Michael Thomas out of New Orleans. Projected for 17.53 fantasy points. Ended up with 3.2 and a rolled ankle. Uh, Running back Joe Mixon in Cincinnati. Projected for 15.65 points. Ended up with 5.6. That one hurt. Nick Chubb as well. These guys in Ohio, man. They just did not produce for you this week. Nick Chubb in Cleveland. Projected for 14.09 points. Gave you 5.1. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. in Cleveland. Projected for 12.58 points. Ended up with 3.1. And Mark Ingram in Baltimore. He was projected for 12.3 points. Gave you 2.9. Not good. The rookie there vultured two of his touchdowns. You guys ready to talk some news? (laughs) 
news with views. All right, some guys got some signings, got paid. Uh, this happened before, uh, right after the show on Saturday. So wide receiver Cooper Cup of the Rams, he signs a three-year, $48 million extension. That's great for him. He's Goss' favorite target, and I believe that they're going to use him. Not necessarily worried about McVay running this 12 personnel and Coop Cup uh, not being used. Running back Dalvin Cook out of Minnesota, he signs a five-year, uh, $63 million extension. There was talk of that holdout this summer, but he reported to camp on time, and the Vikings do what they do. They work out a deal before the season starts, so good for Dalvin Cook. And then running back Alvin Kamara out of New Orleans, he signs a five-year extension for $75 million. Kind of interesting how you know they gave him the second highest running back money with Breeze maybe leaving, so... Anyways, good for Kamara, and he was a stud again in the game this, this week. All right, so let's talk some injuries. Tight end Blake Jarwin out of Dallas. He suffered a torn ACL. This is a huge hit to Dallas, huge hit to my <laughs> my player, one of my guys that I thought was going to have a great year. This is a bummer. This gives rookie CeeDee Lamb, I think, a huge bump in fantasy. So I know CeeDee's already taken. See if you can buy low on him because Jarwin missing. and There's going to be a lot more targets there for CD and Gallup. Running back Marlon Mack out of Indianapolis. He's on the IR with a torn Achilles. He was initially carted off with a non-contact injury. So this is a huge boost to Jonathan Taylor owners. You basically got a top 10 fantasy running back in that third, fourth round. So kudos to you for believing in Taylor and drafting him where you did. Also, go get Naheem Hines. He's going to be heavily used. This is going to look... I think Hines is going to be Austin Eckler of last year. So go get Hines. He's going to be a stud. Wide receiver Devontae Parker in Miami. He aggravated his hamstring during the game. He had to be limited... or He was limited in practice leading up to the game. And then I believe he's going to be likely out for at least two weeks. That's my prediction. So this gives a big boost to Preston Williams, but not necessarily this week because they got the Bills, and Tredavious White is going to just shadow him. So I'm going to hold on Preston Williams, but I like I want to give tight end Mike Gesicki a boost. I think he's going to see a lot more action. Running back Le'Veon Bell of the Jets, he injured his hamstring in the first half. He attempted to play through it. His coach came out and said Bell could be out a couple weeks. So this is interesting. I am not looking... For any Jets players on my fantasy team, other than Jamison Crowder. Crowder's the only one worthy. If you're really hurting at tight end, maybe Chris Herndon, but that is it. I don't want to replace Bell with Frank Gore or anyone else or Josh Adams. I just not looking to play any Jets on my teams. And then uh, tight end David Njoku out of Cleveland. He's been placed on the IR with a knee injury. Uh, this isn't season-ending. Um, he could be available as soon as week five. But, uh, yeah, Austin Hooper gets a bump there. And then wide receiver Michael Thomas out of New Orleans. He suffered a high ankle sprain in week one. They think it's not bad enough. They're thinking he's not going to miss any time. They're going to say he's going to play through it. So we'll monitor and keep watch on that. It's a bummer because he does have the Monday night game. So a replacement for him is going to be tough. All right, there's no COVID news. So we're going to move right on to... Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Main event. All right, so Thursday night, Cincinnati, Cleveland. You're going to want to play your, your main guys. Play Joe Burrow. We're going to talk about him later. 
Play Joe Mixon. Play A.J. Green. Play Tyler Boyd. Play your Bengals. Uh, Browns, play Chubb. Play Odell Beckham. Play Jarvis Landry. Play Austin Hooper. I wouldn't touch uh, Baker Mayfield yet. Uh, he just did not look good. Hopefully this is a bounce back for the Browns. But go ahead and feel confident in playing a lot of those guys. Also, don't put them in your flex. This is a little fantasy tip or trick. This is this will help set you apart from some of the other league mates that are still figuring out how to navigate through fantasy. Don't play your Thursday night guys in your flex. Put them in your normal spot. So if you got uh, Jarvis Landry, right, don't flex him. Put him in a receiver spot. Give yourself an out in case something happens to one of your other guys. Like for me, like this week, I was expecting on playing uh, Miles Sanders. He got the out tag. He didn't even make the trip. Well, guess what? I had to find a different option. And, and if I had him in my uh, flex spot, then I could have put anybody that could put a receiver or whatever. But if I had him locked in my running back spot, then I would have had to find a running back to replace him. So it gives your help. It gives yourself a more flexibility, right? You so use that flexibility spot to the best of your knowledge. Waiver wire players to pick up for this week. First, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop, drop it, like, it it's like it's hot. That's right. We're gonna check to see who your league mates dropped this week. Check that waiver wire. Look at who they dropped because most likely they dropped someone who had a bad week and is more valuable or better than they are picking up this week. Yes, there's some gems out there to pick up, but I guarantee you they're going to drop somebody of value or note. Use your waiver priority on who they dropped. That's how you can one-up some of your league mates. All right, so quarterbacks to look into picking up if you need help. Maybe you drafted Baker Mayfield and you're going, oh, shoot, what do I do now? There's two guys right now. They're both about 25% owned. They're not sexy at all. One is Gardner Minshew. He had a solid game. They are going to be playing from behind a lot. I don't see Jacksonville winning too many more games. They got the win this week, which was amazing. Um, And then Teddy Bridgewater out of Carolina. He looked pretty good. I know it was the Raiders, but he's about 22% owned. You can roll with one of these guys if you want a uh, streaming option this week. Uh, tight ends to look to pick up. Dallas Goddard out of Philadelphia. He had a monster game, 20-plus uh, fantasy points. He's about 55% owned. Pick him up, stash him. He'd be a great tight end, too, to have on your bench. Uh, and then also we talked about him recently. It was Mike Gesicki out of Miami. I know he's 77% owned, so most likely taken in your league. But he, if he's out there, if he's available, Go pick him up. He's going to have some better games over the next couple weeks, especially with Parker missing. Running backs to look at. James Robinson out of Jacksonville. Guys, he is the Leonard Fournette in Jacksonville. Brightwell Armstead out. Uh, Divina Zigbo not playing. Chris Thompson has that role. James Robinson, 56% owned. He's going to do exactly what Leonard Fournette was going to do this year before the Jags cut him. So go get James Robinson. Malcolm Brown out of the Rams, 25% owned. This guy is going to be the main guy there. They don't, they're not trusting rookie uh, cam Akers. Daryl Henderson, you know, still recovering from his hamstring. So Malcolm Brown, they're going to lean on this guy. He got he gets the goal line opportunities. He had the touchdown. So go pick him up. Joshua Kelly from the Chargers. He's about 12% owned. I think he's the back over Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson didn't look all that special. I know he's coming back from a little tweak injury, 
but Joshua Kelly looked like he had it. So I think Kelly's going to have that. He's going to have that Melvin Gordon role that the, in the, from the Chargers last year. So Eckler's still going to have his. Kelly's going to get that uh, Melvin Gordon role. So 12% owned. Go pick up him. Naheem Hines out of Indianapolis. Guys, this one is the fantasy gold right here. He's going to be Austin Eckler from last year. This is huge news with um, Marlon Mack going down. Hines is going to be a stud. He got touchdowns this week. He got he's, he was goal line work, receiving work. Jonathan Taylor is going to be the stud there too. But there is enough for Hines as well. He's 19% owned. And then if you need a flyer, Jarek McKinnon out of the 49ers. Tevin Coleman missed with that air quality. They use McKinnon quite a bit. He looked pretty good. So if you have a roster spot, stash McKinnon. He's 11% owned right now. He could turn into Raheem Mostert of last year for you guys, where he turns on towards the end of the year and they decide to use him. Wide receivers to look at. Anthony Miller in Chicago. He's 56% owned. They like this kid. I like him a lot. He's going to be targeted. He's going to be Mitch Trubisky's uh, tight end, red end, red zone threat. Jalen Rager out of Philadelphia, the rookie in Philly. There's nobody there to catch the balls. Carson Wentz needs the help. He's 39% owned. He looked good. Yes, you can trust this rookie. I was off of him early in the uh, draft season. Um, He proved me wrong. He impressed me. I will try to go get Jalen Rager if he's out there. Paris Campbell out of Indianapolis. Go get your Colts, guys. He's 22% owned. Phillip Rivers like to target this guy. He's good. I like Campbell a lot more than I like Michael Pittman. So go get Campbell. He's going to be a PPR machine. Robbie Anderson out of Carolina. Guess what? It's he's the number two. You know, you got DJ Moore's the one. Robbie Anderson, he's 31% owned. He's the guy over Curtis Samuel. Anderson has that deep threat. He got the nice touchdown this week as well. And then if you're looking for the Green Bay Packers number two, I think it's Marquez Valdez Scantling. He's about 7% owned. Go pick him up, stash him, hold on to him. Maybe use him as trade bait later on. All right, so we're going to try a little new segment here. I don't know if we're going to continue it on week to week, but we're going to try something called buy, sell, hold. I'm going to talk about some guys I'm interested in buying, um, guys that I'm interested in selling and guys that I'm holding. So I got a couple guys here. So starting off is running back David Montgomery out of Chicago. We didn't know if he was going to be available for the Bears in week one, but after watching him continuously create yards after contact, you should be buying him as a low-end running back two or high-end running back three. The Bears offense isn't going to be this high-powered all offense right but Montgomery should be locked into 15 plus touches per week which was plenty of value knowing he was likely limited in his first game this is your chance to buy him cheaper than what he's really worth so go get a running back if you need it buy wide receiver DJ Chark out of Jacksonville how many games do you think the Jags are going to win this year I figured it was going to be a low number take advantage of the fact that the Jags just won a game and threw the ball only 20 times I'm going to go out on a limb and say they don't attempt less than 30 passes the remainder of the season. Don't let uh, DJ Chark's three targets this game scare you off of him. Buy while his cost is suppressed. Buy running back Zach Moss in Buffalo. Moss didn't have a very productive game on the ground in week one. um, So you may be able to buy him low on the cheap. Sure, he had scored a touchdown. But... That's not why you're buying him. In his first NFL game, he totaled 12 touches compared to 14 touches for Devin Singletary. Knowing that Moss is expected to get the goal line carries, he might actually carry more value than Devin Singletary this year. All right, guys to sell high on this week. 
Wide receiver, Sammy Watkins out of Kansas City. I'm not buying him. I got to see him do it like four games in a row before I trust Watkins. So if you drafted Watkins as a possible value, you know, like we've seen this before. Watkins crushed week one last year, and then he failed to hit 70 yards the remainder of the fifth season. Is it possible he was playing through an injury last year? Maybe. But even going back to 2018, he was inconsistent. Even with Pat Mahomes under center. You know, it's just, this guy is just very, very inconsistent. I just don't trust it. There are simply too many weapons on this offense for him to be this consistent. So sell high on Sammy Watkins while you can. All right, guys, I'm going to hold, just kind of wait and want to monitor a little bit. Tight end Hayden Hurst out of Atlanta. Did you guys see the Falcons box score from week one? Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Russell Gage each saw 12 targets. They caught nine balls and finished with at least 114 yards. Hurst saw five targets, which isn't bad, but you're buying based on the fact that Gage won't come close to that target share moving forward. Those targets over the middle will be a more, they're going to be more evenly spread with Matt Ryan and Hayden Hurst once they develop that chemistry. And then we're going to hold on quarterback Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. It was a weird week for the Eagles offensive line that dealt with many, many injuries throughout the week. Um, ones that likely are going to change the, they, they, they changed the game plan. The Washington front seven, they brought the pressure and Wentz paid the price. Uh, he's still going to be a sturdy quarterback one this season, so hold on Carson Wentz. Do not panic. She's just the flavor of the week. Streams of the week. So quarterbacks, let's start it off with Jared Goff out of the Rams. He's at Philadelphia. He's about 68% owned. He did a lot better than expected against Dallas. Um, they game planned for him in that pressure, so... I could see him having a solid game against Philadelphia. Philly does ha- doesn't have a great secondary. Uh, Dwayne Haskins did very well. So I could see Goff having a decent fantasy um, week too. So I imagine they're going to get Cooper Cup and Robert Woods more involved. So go ahead and feel confident in starting Goff if you need a streamer. And then Joe Burrow out of Cincinnati. He's got Cleveland this week. It's the Thursday night game. Yes, he is 75% owned. See if he's out there. Pick him up, stash him, hold on to him. Um, I think he did a better than than expected, um, especially against the Chargers. Good defense on paper, right? I feel confident going forward. Kid made an amazing play at the end of the game to win the game, and unfortunately a uh, penalty was called on Adrian Green for offensive pass interference. But here's the fact. Joe Burrow made an amazing throw. Only where Green could reach out and get it, toe-tapped in the end zone, I don't know why they didn't go for it with two seconds left. He made the play. He could have made another play for them to win the game. Unfortunately, the Bengals decide to kick a field goal to tie it, and their kicker pulls a hamstring during the kick, and they miss, and the Chargers win. Not knocking the Chargers. Take the win. It's an ugly win, but Joe Burrow, this kid is legit. He is for real. See if you can go get Joe Burrow on the cheap. All right, some streaming defenses that I like this week. The Tennessee Titans. Um, We haven't seen them play yet because I'm recording this before the game. But uh, I think they are going to do well. Um, They got Jacksonville. The Titans are about 48% owned. We should see several sacks on Minshew. He he gave up four sacks, and he tends to fumble the ball every once in a while. So I think the Titans could do well. 
the Washington football team, they are 4% owned. They got Arizona. They looked great against a bad Phillies uh, offensive line. So they should be able to get to Kyler. I think they got, what, eight sacks and stuff. So they should be able to get to Kyler, who's a mobile quarterback, might give up some uh, some sacks. So, And then the Rams, they looked pretty good against Dallas. They're about 58% owned. They're going against Philly, who's dealing with this offensive line shuffle. And I think Aaron Donald can feast and get quite a bit. I think Jalen Ramsey can get a pick from Carson Wentz. So go ahead and start your Rams in week two. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. The next show is week two, start, sit. Thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe. Whatever platform you're on, leave a rating and review. Also, don't forget to enter to win a signed Kenny Galladay jersey at fantasyknockout.com. Hashtag knockout giveaway. All right. Till next time. See ya. See ya.